Hello and welcome to this, the first episode of The Fist of Kenshu, a Moon Knight podcast. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. And this is a new venture for us, so we're just going to go over real quick what we're doing here. Um, I'm a big Moon Knight fan, which isn't something you hear from a lot of people at all. I hear all. a lot of stuff from you that I don't hear from other people, so... Typically. A lot of it has to do with child porn, but, you know... No, that's a new one. Thanks. Oh, I'll, sorry. I'll keep an eye out for that. <laughs> yeah, you and the FBI. Yeah. Hold on, I have some friends. I gotta make a phone call. I'll be right back. <laughs> I've gotten the inspiration from our buddy Al that I discussed on our last episode of Geek Pod, where he does one that's strictly about Adam Warlock. And by inspiration, I guess I'm kind of saying I'm stealing his idea. So we're gonna go from the beginning and review issue by issue Moon Knight's appearances. Now, no, we're not going to get crazy and do all of the West Coast Avengers, Solo Avengers, anything like that. I want to try and stick to basically his series. And as soon as I say that, I'm realizing we're already varying off of that since we're doing a completely different one. Are we? He wasn't in, ever in any of those Hostess ads, was he? I don't know if he was. Review. That would be fun to review, too. i got to go with it. So, without further ado, we are going to start with Werewolf by Night number 32, Moon Knight's first appearance. Okay, so the synopsis of this episode, straight from Marvel, says, In the light of the moon, the werewolf battles a mysterious stalker known as Moon Knight. But how did Moon Knight come to possess his silver weaponry? After a crowd begins to gather, the battle is postponed. For three nights in a row, it's Jack Russell versus Moon Knight. That's, uh, you know, a little bare bones. A more in-depth synopsis directly from Comic Vine states, The werewolf fights a costume mercenary named Moon Knight in an L.A. alleyway. Suffering from a broken right hand, the beast struggles against his foe and the silver-coated weapons the latter employs, spiked gauntlets, weighted boots, and crescent-shaped throwing blades. Memories of the events leading to this situation flash through the beast's mind. When seven-year-old Buttons Marston got lost during a ski trip, Buck Cowan sought to find her and had to try to fight off the werewolf to protect her. He saved Buttons but sustained critical injuries. The search party found Buttons and Buck, who was rushed to the hospital, where the surgeons did all that they could. Dawn arrived and Jack became human again. He found his stash, clothes, and coat, and then waited for Buck to pick him up. After waiting for hours, Jack gave up and hitched a ride to L.A. Arriving at home, his stepfather, Philip, informed him Buck was hospitalized in critical condition. Jack rushed to the hospital, where he met his sister, Lissa, their friend, Topaz, and Buck's friend, Elaine, Button's mother. They told him Buck is in a coma and couldn't have visitors. Furious with his lupine alter ego, Jack slammed his fist into a wall, breaking his hand. Elaine stayed at the hospital while Lissa and Topaz headed for Topaz's apartment, and Jack headed home. There he was confronted by the Moon Knight, who explained his assignment by the committee to capture Russell. Philip tackled the mercenary, allowing Jack to run away, but soon the full moon transformed him. In his helicopter, Moon Knight followed the werewolf into town, where he descended and cornered the beast in a blind alley. Elsewhere, LAPD Lieutenant Visitor... Vis Vister? Vister? Interesting. Vister Northrop is en route to Haiti on the trail of a former werewolf, Raymond Coker. Coker seeks the aid of a voodoo priestess, Jessela, regarding something to do with the Zuvembees. As the werewolf and Moon Knight continue their battle, the chopper pilot, Frenchie, breaks into Topaz's apartment and kidnaps her and Lissa at gunpoint. The fight finally ends when Moon Knight knocks the werewolf out with a blow from his truncheon, then hauls him toward the helicopter just as the police arrive. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, I was picturing soap operas in my head as I was going through all of that. It was glorious 70s cheese, so it's practically yes. a soap opera. Yes, yes. So, now this issue, just like the next one we'll do on episode two, was created by artist, penciler Don Perlin, cover artist and penciler Gil Kane, editor Len Wein, colorist Phil Rachelson. Gil Kane, that's familiar. Didn't he work on Batman? The he old was, Batman? Yes, he did. He was also 
uh, co-creator of Hell Jordan, Green Lantern. Mm. Uh, our letterer is Raymond Holloway, and I'm letting you do the writer because I will massacre that last name. Doug Munch? I think. I, I'm very familiar with his work, never been able to pronounce his name, so I'm sure he's not going to be a fan of ours. Well, I don't think it's Moenka Hutz. <laughs> it's <laughs> Now... You were completely unfamiliar with Moon Knight. I mean, you've listened to me rattle on about him a few times, but that's yeah. all about the new series. And I guess I didn't pick up on this when you were talking about the new series, that uh, he has completely no no powers at all then. He's just nuts, right? Yes. He, he's like Deadpool without... The humor the and oh, the yeah. mutant factor, yeah. So, what'd you think? Well, I did tell you that I was like, oh, you know, I hate old comics. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this. I respect them, I enjoyed them when I was a child, but I'm not one of those people that looks at things through rose-colored glasses. I realize, I, you read a comic like this, it makes you not complain about what's happening in DC and Marvel these days, because at the very least, I mean, we have come so far. Right. Yes, there's always going to be stuff that isn't up to par with other stuff, but man, I just, like you said, 70s cheese. Yes. Uh, it, it's almost as if collectively as a society, we've grown more mature in the, the kind of stories we're allowed to tell. So a lot of the stuff when I read, uh, the older stuff, it, it's almost as if what a eleven year old might come up with now right. is an idea for. A I story. agree. I, but it also makes me wonder: it was that the target then? Because I know they were targeting towards kids, and the Comics Code Authority was really clamping down on them. Hence the Zuvembies. Yeah. Because they weren't allowed to say or show zombies. Yeah. Possibly, but I mean, you look at uh, some of the stuff today that isn't rated mature, and I, I think it's. It's more along the lines of all the media back then. What was kind of like that? These kind of media's telling stories uh, in, in anything other than the oral tradition was relatively, uh, or books was relatively new. Books were the uh, where they would tell the more mature or more complicated stories. TV, uh, comics were all very simplified, uh, mm -hmm. almost as if they didn't think people could handle more. Um, I mean, what's a good example of something these days which isn't necessarily mature, which is complex? I, you know, I'm not reading the current Teen Titans, but... Uh... Now people are going to wonder who you're talking to. Often. Well, okay, here, here's a fantastic example. Uh, look at the animation. Uh, the, the Batman the Animated Series, the Justice League Unlimited, all that kind of stuff. Uh, on a much higher level than even the comics back from the 60s and 70s. Oh, so, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, and, and even the retellings. And, and, and all of that stuff would have been fine with the Comics Code Authority. So no, I think it was a societal thing. I don't believe it was uh, an audience type thing. They just weren't sure how to tell those kind of stories. Yeah, I agree. And uh, the same with the art, like, so much more sophisticated now than it was. Yeah, I, I noticed that uh, in the one comic that I've read a lot of that I really see that is the earlier appearances uh, of Constantine as opposed to when Hellblazer really hit, you know, a full stride. And I don't know if it was they started using more painting or if it was more computers, but there's definitely, you can, in that particular title, because it ran for so long, you can see the change happen from the older style art to the newer style. And, you know... I'm glad the old artists, I mean, they really paved the way, but you can't state that the, the new comics don't look fantastic. Oh, I agree, 100%. What did you note in this issue? Anything in particular? Well, considering that Moon Knight, is, they're trying to make another run with him, he's a what, at least a B-level character, would you say? That's, I think, would be being generous, right? I mean, now I think okay. they're pushing him to that level because he is showing up in the events and stuff he was in Original Sin. Okay. But, I mean, I think it's generous saying he's a uh, high C and not well, the delicious sugary drink. 
What, what really struck me is the lackluster origin. Hey, we heard you're a guy that, that's really good at doing the things you do, and we want you to kill, go kill a werewolf. Here's yeah. some silver weapons. Okay, seems legit. <laughs> Here's a pile of money. Put these I, funny clothes on. Yeah, I just like, I, I guess I was expecting, you know, a little bit more. You know, it, but, you know, I mean, they probably thought he was a one-off character. They probably weren't planning right. on doing more with him. And, I mean, was he developed just because, hey, werewolf, moon knight, werewolf, moon, get it, huh? You know, was that the idea? I think that was the, the point of it initially, but something must have caught on, which I also am not reading ahead. Okay. These old original runs, this is all my first time through as well. Gotcha. I, I guess yeah, I expected him to have a deeper backstory than most of Punisher's. Uh, bad guys, right? You know, which you know, that, that's pretty lackluster. I agree, but I've got a list of notes from the episode. Hey, let's go. Let's go. <clears throat> so first, my first highlight, and and you'll get a lot. It's a little bullet point that I did, you know, sitting at my desk at work because I have to work till six o'clock by myself some nights, and most times people don't pop by to visit anymore. <laughs> so I I literally fired up the the digital version of the comic and reread it and took notes. First one of my bullet points was pure 70s cheese. Can anybody argue that fact? No, not at all. And going along with that was um, the fact that they kind of make Moon Knight out to be like this 70s like action hero with like the awful, terrible grammar and bad quips. Like his, his action hero tough guy talk with the whole get up so I can knock you down. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah. kind of like John Wayne in a shawl because we cannot call <laughs> that a cape. That was a shawl. <laughs> Now, I, I'm even listing by pages here. Oh, oh, this, there's page that much four. stuff to point out, huh? For, there was for me, but I wanted to make sure I got the right one. Page four. Okay, Jack Russell, which, come on, is that not the greatest name for a werewolf? He's, he's Jack Russell. They could make him a were-terrier. Somebody thought they were clever coming yeah. out of that. So, he, he turns into this savage monster, right? Just this mindless savage beast. And this is in the flashback sequence when he's going to gut the little girl. Turns into the monster, but he had the forethought to hide his clothes. Oh, didn't he hide his clothes beforehand? I, I don't care. Still, why would you do that? I mean, Well, uh, okay, just going from uh, more modern uh, werewolf lore, things like being human, uh, that was, you know, when they knew they were going to change, the werewolves, they would go out into the woods, they would hide their clothes somewhere, try to do things to make it easier so that when they wake up all, you know, naked and bloody and dirty and confused... They didn't have to walk into town, you know, with their schlong hanging out. So if that's the case, why the hell hasn't Banner done this? Oh, because, because his is random. He yeah. doesn't necessarily he's know he's He's a rage monster. Change. Yeah. That's very and, true. And he wakes up with his, you know, super elastic uh, shorts on anyway. That so. always fit, which is fantastic. Now, I think it was page 10 when we get into the whole, you know, the stepdads explaining to Jack. And by the way, sure, sure, Dad, let, let's invite the creepy guy in the white costume into the house to hang out in the den. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not going to end badly at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm a friend. Oh, really? Um, are you a pimp? <laughs> right. Why, why are you wearing a full white costume with a full mask? I mean... This was the 70s. He might have been going to a disco or something. Very true. And it was shiny, because they do tell us it's silver. Oh, yeah? And then we had we got into, you already touched on, his shadowy origin, which, by the way, is going to get retconned real quick. I oh. think by the time his series starts is when you get his real origin. Because, I mean, really, you get this, what, what were they called, the committee? Yeah, the committee. They hire a mercenary, and it's not enough to just say, kill this guy. They say, here's a pile of cash, put these shiny clothes on for us. Well, I could understand them giving him the weapons, because they clearly knew that they were dealing with a werewolf. Uh, but yeah, the costume's a bit much. 
Were they hiring a mercenary or a prostitute? Especially later on when you get to them with the cages and the poles all over the place. It's That committee's had something else going on. But I don't think that was a real Moon Knight thing. I think that's our boy Jack Russell, the Were Terriers. Yeah. Oh, his are bad. Yeah. yeah. And then later on in the middle of the fight, the fight's going along really huge. This is about page 14, I think, I listed. In the middle of this pitched battle, and they jump to the stuff in Haiti. Yeah, that, that kind of pulled me out of it. Again, I figured it was a uh, plot thread from something that happened previous. I'm assuming it is, but still, it just takes you completely out of the main story. Well, I mean, if you've been reading it all along, I guess maybe it wouldn't. Mm, maybe you were kind of wondering, true. hey, where's the Zuvendis? I missed them this week. <laughs> that would be a great name for a band, just saying. Zuvendi? Yeah, let's go with it. I have no musical ability, but... Well, I got that covered. Can you scream? It depends where you hit me. But yeah. <laughs> so, and then Moon Knight's kicking the werewolf's ass up and down the street the whole way, right? Yeah. Why does Fat Frenchie feel the need to kidnap the girls? I don't know. That that kind of threw me off as well. I didn't realize that they were in danger or... Yeah, there was Maybe no that's who the cages were for. Mm, or the pile of cash. So, I actually did enjoy the issue but for what it was. Well, I'm not going to say that I didn't enjoy it for what it was. I mean, I, I will, you know, make the whole I like newer comics better, um, which is probably sacrilege to some people, but I'm just being realistic about it. Uh, like I, I think I mentioned to you, you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Classic Doctor Who sucks compared to new Doctor <laughs> Who. I still love it, and I will all, always love it more because of what it is and what it represents to me. But the people that say, oh, well, the new show isn't as good, or isn't as, good as the old one, come on, really? Production really? values alone. Yeah, it's not just production value. It's acting. It's it's on a whole different level that wasn't possible back then. Oh, right. I agree 100%. So, if you weren't being forced into reading these issues, would you continue reading after reading that? Probably only if I, uh, like you, had started reading the new series and really liked it. I've done that before. I've started something, a current incarnation of something, and gone back and slogged through the old dated issues just because I wanted the complete story. Um, as it stands right now, no. Uh, but I don't know where this is. I don't have an idea of where this is going, so I can't you know, make a judgment like that. Uh, I'll read it because you're asking me to. You make it sound like you're chicken-winging my arm behind right. my back and slamming my face into the, the table going, read this. Yeah, that's true. Because the, the, the real story was, I basically texted him and said, hey, I want to do a Moon Knight podcast. Are you in? And he said, yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, oh, oh. You want to say it, don't you? Oh, do yeah, it. You know, and the funny thing is, um, I, I told my wife that, and you said I have to say that during the podcast. Um, I don't think there's any way that I can put that without changing it that might not be construed the wrong way. But uh, pretty much what I said to, to Paul was, you know, you know I'm down for pretty much anything. You could tell me that you wanted to do a 30-minute uh, Glee uh, podcast, and I'd show up just so I could ridicule you for being a pansy. There you go. I love that line. That was my favorite one. I actually stopped what I was doing at work when you did that, got up, took my phone over, and showed my coworkers. They thought it was <laughs> hilarious. But I will obviously keep reading because we are going to try and make this a semi-regular thing well i don't see why we can't do it every time we record i mean i'm down for it i'll, I'll even try to take notes next time i uh, thought i had a pretty good idea it's a 70s comic there really wasn't a whole lot for me to store up here no it's just i wanted to have some points to go off of myself just because i am the guilty party in this saying hey moon knight's cool let's read this and then i read the issue and i was like so he's gotten cool um, 
I can't wait until we lose the crazy collar and shawl, but yeah. Um, have you read ahead? Have you no, read 33? Okay, so when I'm talking about the bars and the poles, you have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I assumed it was something I missed. So. No, you have not missed anything. I'm already referencing the next issue. Sorry. Oh, you can't look ahead, cheater. <laughs> that one I am ahead on. I have read 33. Yeah, I'm just hoping when we're done with Moon Knight, you don't go, hey, our next project is My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. No. Is that one? I, I, I don't know. No, but that's funny. Listen to issue uh, episode 10 of Geek Pod because there is going to be a, a question posed about bronies. It's funny that you did that. Oh, so, it, just in case we can cross-reference the shows, because I'm pretty sure episode 10 will come out before this debuts. Okay. So, yeah, they will, uh, if they're already staunch listeners of GeekPod, they'll they'll know what we're discussing. All three of them? 24, last count. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, so... And three of them are in this room. Right. So, anything else to add before we wrap up the issue discussion? No, just that, um, you said, uh... We were calling this the Fist of Kanchu because Kanchu is the uh, the deity that he is um, based off of. Yes. It really sounds like something I could pick up at Panda Express. It does. And I bet you it would be delicious. Which is now open in North Syracuse. Try it, everybody. It's delicious. Drive through Chinese food with a drive through I'm down with that. Except that it doesn't fit into my lifestyle now, unfortunately. Mm. Yes. So... I'm sure the audience wants to know where they can find this issue. eBay, if you want the real issue, the original Werewolf by Night number 32. That's going to run you. I think the cheapest one I've ever seen was 150 Also in print, there's Moon Knight's third series, volume 3. Issue 20 reprinted the original issue. I can't attest to that because I haven't read that. But they've also done numerous collected editions. Um, the Essential Moon Knight volume 1 was obviously in there. Essential Werewolf by Night volume 2... How that even warranted two volumes, I don't know. <laughs> Marvel Epic Collection, Moon Knight, Volume 1, Bad Moon Rising, which is where I found it. They've basically gone back. Basically, those are the new version of soft cover Marvel Masterworks, how they're okay. doing them. And Moon Knight, the 2006 Volume 3 edition, Volume 3 of that, God and Country, has the reprint from Moon Knight 20 in it. So it's a reprint of a reprint. Yes, they've, they've collected the original issue 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is this making sense? And then digitally, legally, you can get it through a Comixology or a Marvel Comics digital store. Or I'm sure there's nefarious ways on the internet you could find it, but we don't condone that. We do not. Not at all. So, Hugh, if people are enthralled by listening to us and they are not already listening elsewhere, where can they find us? Find us? Well, we're on iTunes, right? We are on iTunes. Um, I know I use a, a program called Podcast Addict, which allows me to search out any podcasts I want, uh, get regular updates, download them to my device. So that's one uh, really good way to keep up on the, the podcast that you want to listen to. You can also tweet us, at GeekPod, G33KPOD, unless you want to start a new Twitter account for this. No, no I don't think there's any reason. Man. Okay. And you can listen to us, I'd say, each and every week, but that would be a terrible terrible lie but it would be so awesome i wish we could do it weekly but on geek pod which is also on itunes stitcher blueberry pretty soon we're gonna be on iHeartRadio, and you can also find it right through our website geekpod.com under episodes in about a month and a half maybe with the rate i've been going yes <laughs> so i think that's gonna wrap it up for our initial episode what did everybody think moon knight rules Okay, don't lie to the audience. 
All right, guys, see you next time.